Hey there. Thank you so much for checking out this message with us at Believer's Chapel. Our prayer is that you have a genuine experience with God and that you're able to connect with him in a deeper way as a result of listening to this message. Thank you again. God bless you. God, that even when we feel weak and we can't do it, God, you are with us to strengthen us. In our weakness, you will be made strong. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, you may be seated if you can. So glad that you're here with us. For those of you watching online, thank you for being a part of the service with us today. And can we just give it up for the worship team today? And, you know, uh, thank you, Manuelo, for being here today. Manuelo, if you guys have never met Manuel, you have to meet him here. One of the, you know, he's did an amazing job leading us into the presence of God. But one of the greatest things, you know, about Manuelo is obviously his love for Jesus. But also, he's a Dallas Cowboy fan. So... That's really important, too. Uh, what? <laughs> what? I changed the mode, right? <laughs> Bernie just stopped playing. He's just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's playoff weekend, you know? So it's, you know, a little tense in here, right? No. Man, I'm just so glad to be here today to preach the Word of God. It is awesome to get into scriptures and just to love Jesus and to get to know him better. Aren't you guys excited about that? Yeah. It's, it's great to know God. And, um, you know, I'm just so thankful for his word to us. And, you know, I, I want to share um, a story. One time, one time we were in Ocean City and we were staying in this hotel and our family had this, we had this hotel and we had this balcony right over the boardwalk. It was really cool. And like all these people were walking by and one of the people were one of the people were with us, and it's back when that word YOLO just came out. You know, this was years, many years ago, and uh, one of the girls with us is actually Emily. She, she just yells out really loud, YOLO! You know, it means you only live once, right? So she just yells it out as loud as she could down to the big crowd, YOLO! And some of the guys says, shut up! <laughs> it's hilarious. So there's a new word going around, you know, it's FOMO, and it means the fear of missing out. The fear of missing out, yeah, the fear of missing out, so FOMO. And it's been going around with the young people, like me, you know, but... <laughs> and, um, you know, it's this fear of missing out, and so, you know, I recognize that, you know, in my life, I've had a lot of uh, FOMO, right, just fear of missing out. I don't want to miss out on things, you know, and it, and it causes me to like stay up later at night because I don't want to miss this, this series or this show. I don't want to miss out on like, you know, whatever we can get in the rest of the night, you know, whatever, you know, and it, and it makes me want to make sure that I make the most of everything because I don't want to miss out. You know, I don't want to miss out on life. I, I like life. I like to play hard. I like to work hard, play hard, sleep hard, right? And, uh, you know, so I, I don't want to miss out on anything. And, and so I have this sometimes fear of missing out, which, which is probably not always a good thing because it keeps me up late at night. Sometimes I watch too much TV. Sometimes, uh, you know, I just don't want to miss out on things. Or maybe, you know, I do too many things. And, and uh, you know, I was actually talking to my wife about it one time about a year ago. It's like, you know, I just want to be able to see everything, I want to be able to see the world. I want to see Angel Falls, you know, down in South America. I want to be able to go to the Mediterranean. I want to be able to do, you know, I want to be able to see everything. Like this world is so beautiful and I'm, I'm fearful I'm going to miss out on it. 
You know, I'm not going to be able to see it all by the time, you know, my life is over. Does anybody have fear of missing out? Anybody have fear of missing out? Maybe it's not that. Maybe you have fear of missing out on, your, on, on a, a person's life that, that you, you've lost intimacy with or lost relationship with. Or maybe you have fear of missing out on um, a, a goal or a dream that you have that may be on your, on your own thing or maybe it's a God thing. But you just have this fear of missing out on these different things. And I want to talk about this. I remember talking to my wife about it and, you know, I just kind of, I, I do, I feel like I, I'm going to miss out. I don't want to miss out on seeing these things. And she said, you know, Rich, you know, you don't have to worry about not seeing that. You're going to have all eternity to see all these things. So I was like, oh yeah. That kind of relieved me, you know, a lot. Like, oh yeah, I can see those falls in heaven. And plus it'd probably be a lot prettier in heaven that I won't even care about those angels' falls, you know, whatever. And so... Uh, but the point is that we have this fear of missing out. You know, we, sometimes it causes us to stay up later. We, we fear that we can't keep up with the neighbors or the Joneses, as they say, right? We have a fear that we can't uh, do, you know, have all the, whatever it is that, oh, I wish I had this, or I wish I had that, I wish I could attain this or uh, become this. Whatever it is, we have this, this FOMO, right? And uh, I wanted, I kind of got thinking about this, and I was like, you know, if God had, God doesn't have fear, Right? There's no fear in God because He's love. He's perfect love. And in perfect love, cast out all fear. But if God was, could have fear of anything, what would He have fear of us missing out on? Right? Besides eternal life with Him, after that, what, obviously He wants us all to have eternity with Him. I remember years, many years ago, my pastor in Louisiana, his, he went on this rebellious stage. He'd share his testimony. As a teenager, a young adult, he, he went on this rebellious stage and far from God. And his mother was, and his father were pastors of this church down there. And the, his mother would always tell him, Denny, whatever you do, don't miss heaven. That's a pretty good mother right there, right? Look, some of you guys may have wayward children. This is a good word to say to them. I love you. Denny, I love you. This her, his, his, the son's name was Denny, my pastor now, used to be. Denny, whatever you do, just don't miss heaven. And obviously, that's God's heart for us, is that we don't miss heaven, that he created heaven for us, and he has an eternity for us, and he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we don't have to miss that. Isn't that awesome? And us in this place, and you watching online, I hope that you've received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior so that you can be forgiven of your sins and so that you can have this relationship with Jesus and not miss heaven for eternity. But I thought of the second thing. What would it be that God would be um, you know, concerned about that we would miss out on? And so I'm gonna read a scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter two. You'll see it up here on the, on the board uh, as well. It says it like this. It says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And so it's just, he's the writer of, uh, of Corinthians is writing to the Corinth church. He's saying, hey, guys, um, God has these great things for us that no eye has seen and no ear has heard. And, and we've heard this, right? And we even say it to one another. It's like, hey, yeah, nobody knows what God has prepared. You know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. And sometimes we stop right there. And no human mind can conceive what God, the things that God has for those that love him. In other words, God has these great plans that we can't even imagine for our lives. Is everybody with me? He's got these amazing purposes and, it's, and, he's, and he's 
trying to um, preach to the Corinth church that, look, you, may, you can use human wisdom and try to get through this life on your own, but you will be missing out and you should have this fear of missing out if you don't find what the God has prepared for you. Because what God has prepared for you is much greater than what you can prepare for yourself. And so he's telling, trying to reason with them and he's telling them, but guys, there's nothing that you have seen or hear or can even conceive the things that God has for you. They're way bigger and way better than your own plans. How many of you believe that in this place? That God has better things for your life. I want to tell you, if you don't believe that, you are in for a surprise. God has amazing purposes, amazing plans for your life. He has bigger things for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a life for you full of hope, full of the future. And a lot of times when we read the scripture, we quote the scripture to one another, or maybe it was quoted to you before, we stop there and we think, oh, well, no mind can see, no, mind, no, no eye can see, no ear can hear, no mind can conceive. So I guess I, hopefully, I, am I even supposed to find it? Right? We don't go on to the next scripture. And the next scripture is the most important. In this passage, it said, because it says, these are the things that God has revealed to us by his spirit. So in other words, we don't have to play hide and seek with Jesus. He's not like, I got these amazing things for you. Good luck trying to find them. He's got them hidden like some Easter bunny trying to hide things from us when God wants to reveal things to us is the truth. And so God is wanting to reveal himself. And he says, but they are re- all these things that, are, that we can't uh, see on our own, that we can't hear on our own, that we can't even conceive or draw up in our own mind. In other words, we can't even imagine some of the things that God has for us. We can't even imagine them, but they are revealed to us by what? His spirit. Let's say spirit one more time. Say spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Come and fill me. You know, uh, this 21 days of prayer and fasting, here we are, day number 14, and uh, Bethany talked about body, soul, and I have the privilege to talk to you about our spirit. You know, when we were going over this uh, series, you know, um, they asked, you know, well, Rich, which, is it okay if you do the spirit, I'll do body and soul? I was like, Absolutely. I'll speak about the Spirit because I love talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes, and, and we're going to go on in the Scripture, and it, it shows what the Holy Spirit does, right? And if you go on in uh, the rest of verse 10, it says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The Spirit that dwells within us, the Spirit of God that has come to be among us, to live inside of us. The Bible says that we are the temple of God. And that God has given us his spirit. It says it in first, right after this chapter, as Paul's going on to the Corinth church, in the next chapter, in verse 13, it says, don't you know that yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. You are the temple of the living God. You have the ability with your body and soul to host the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit to come in and rest in you, to have its way in you, to flow through you. That springs of living water will flood your heart and overflow and use you in powerful ways like you've never known. That no mind can conceive, that no eye can see, no 
no ear can hear, but is revealed to us when the Spirit starts to dwell in our hearts. Now, do you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in your life? Is it flowing in your life? Because you are the temple of God and you are a host to the Holy Spirit. And so the Spirit, here we go again, back to the scripture. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one with one another. They know the thoughts of God. The Holy Spirit knows the deep thoughts, the deep secrets. Verse 12, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given to us. Again, we may understand what God, the, God wants us to understand what he has for us. This part, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. Now it's saying it again, that God would teach us through his spirit what he has for us, what he has freely given us in verse 12. And then verse 13, it says, this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. And he cannot understand, he or she and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things. Everybody say all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is a powerful passage. You see, with human wisdom, we can only go so far. We can go only as far as our minds will take us, as far as our eyes can see and our ears can hear. But then when God comes into the picture, there's a whole nother dimension. When God comes in the picture, he goes beyond our thoughts, beyond human wisdom, beyond our limitations, beyond our confines of our own mind and our own flesh and our own five simple senses. He has many more. He has many more uh, things to say. He has many more things to show us. He goes beyond the creation, being us. He goes beyond our thoughts. He goes beyond what we can see and what we can hear. And he reveals it to us by the Spirit of God who lives and resides, wants to live and reside within each of us. How many of you guys love just to have the Holy Spirit just speaking to you and residing in you and revealing to you the things of God? Is that amazing? He has great things. And in this scripture, this passage, Paul is addressing the Corinthian church and the Corinthians at this time, they were just caught up in worldly wisdom. In fact, they were kind of boastful about how wise they were. And so Paul's kind of, kind of coming against them, almost saying, revealing what I'm saying to you today, almost as a rebuke at the same time. And saying, guys, you're relying too much on the worldly wisdom on trying to accomplish things or do things or see things or hear things. But God has a bigger plan, a better way through his spirit. And what you say the same is true in our own lives? Right? We have our own ways, our own thoughts, our own way of doing things. We think we know what is best. We try to do it on our own power. 
And then we come to our limitations. We come to a wall. Even earlier this week, I was uh, wrestling. You know, the church has some amazing, this church, God is going to do some amazing things in 2023 in this church. And God has been, through his spirit, he has been revealing some things to the trustees. And um, we have, <laughs> they're good things. And I was even like, how are we going to make this happen? How are we going to do it? And I'm trying to figure it out on my own power, on my own senses. Like, how are we going to afford to be able to do this? How are we going to be able to, um, to make this happen? How are we, I don't know how this is going to come together. And I'm just kind of trying to do it within my own mind. And I'll run myself ragged. Has anybody done that before? And so for like three days, and, and probably some of the other trustees can attest to this. Bethany's homesick, so maybe she's watching and she can, she can uh, vouch for me on this too. But um, we, we were just, how are we going to do this? How are we gonna? And, and even still, to some extent, and I remember just sharing, I finally get to the point where I keep hitting this wall, I keep hitting this, I don't know how it's going to happen. I can't conceive. I don't understand. I don't understand how we can do this but I know this is what God wants, but I don't know how we're gonna do it, how we're gonna do it. And we keep hitting this wall, keep hitting this wall. And finally, I get to the point where it's like, you know what, forget about it. <laughs> I just get like, God, if you want it to happen, you're just gonna have to make it happen. And God's like, finally. <laughs> right, like, duh. Like, how many times, how long have you been a Christian for? Like, uh, since you were, you tell everybody since five, why don't you grow up a little? You know, that's what I think. I think God's rebuking me. Like, he's probably just laughing at me. But like, don't we do that though? Like, God has been faithful before. He's been faithful again and again and again. He does miracles again and again and again. And yet we still have the tendency to stay with our own, with our, in our own mind and only what we can see, only what we can hear instead of relying on the spirit of God that raises the dead, that does miracles. God's good, amen. amen. Paul's going on in this scripture, he's like addressing the difference between those that have, and even if you read on, you can read on in your own time if you even go into the next chapter of this uh, First Corinthians this is chapter two, but if you go into uh, chapter three, it goes on and it just, he's dealing with this, with what I'm preaching about today. You can read it a little bit more. And um, he goes on to kind of say what the difference is between us that rely on our own wisdom and those that have the spirit of God that can rely on him. It's a pretty big contrast, by the way. You see, when we walk in the flesh, alone, without the spirit, if we walk in human wisdom, we are extremely limited in what we can do, what we can accomplish within our own lives, within our own families, within our own. But when we have the spirit of God that resides in us and he comes and he starts to reveal to us the secrets of God, he gives us insight on in how to deal with situations or problems. And he shows us the future that looks bright and it's amazing. It's like, this is what I have for so-and-so. So, you know, I love when we have prophetic people come in here because they kind of see what the future of what God has for us, maybe as a church or as an individual. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? And God comes in and he, and he starts to reveal some things and, and starts to move in some ways and he starts to speak to us only through the spirit. You need to hear from the spirit, not just from yourself, not just from others. Look, I'm, I love, you know, I love self-help books. I love, uh, you know, YouTube. 
especially when I'm trying to fix something, I don't know how to do it, just go on YouTube, you can figure it out, watch a video on how to change whatever, and it's great. But there's nothing like having the Holy Spirit to teach us new things and where we should go, what we should do with our lives. And he comes and he gives us insights and all of a sudden he'll just drop something on us. Like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> if God had FOMO, which he, he really doesn't because he can't, he just can't. But if he could, after you missing heaven, it would be you missing out on the spirit of God and the deep things of God. I love how the scripture that Paul says that he reveals to us the deep secrets of the kingdom. There are some deep secrets in the kingdom that are God's heart, that God wants to reveal to his people, that he wants to speak to you even about your own individual life. You know, I used to not really care about certain things in my life, I thought they were too big for God. And I remember one time, um, we, I went to uh, California and um, we were, my ex wanted to go uh, to the Dr. Phil show. And she's like, she was a woman, she's a woman of faith, right? And she just believed for things. And, uh, and we were standing in line. I did not like Dr. Phil. This was like 20 something years ago. And I could care less about being in. We had to get up really early and we had to go through LA horrible traffic. And I was miserable. <laughs> we didn't eat anything. And now it's like two in the afternoon. We had gotten up at like four. It was like two in the afternoon in the hot sun now, still waiting to get into this studio. And she's like, hey, let's pray that we can sit next to Dr. Phil's wife. I'm like, no. I'm not kidding. I had a horrible attitude. I hadn't eaten all day. I didn't even want to be there. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm going to pray anyway. And she put her hand on me. I don't put, I, I didn't say it, but I felt like, don't use me. <laughs> like, we're not agreeing together. This, the heart's not there. It doesn't count. But she put her hand on me. She says, and she prays, God, I pray that we can sit next to Dr. Phil's wife. Her, her name's Robin. God does not care that we sit next to Robin. That's what I'm thinking. He does not care. And so sure enough, they finally let us in after hours of waiting. And the security guards, like, they're letting people in. And he sees us and he says, hey, sit over here to this. Come over here and stand over here to the side. I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> All the other people that are behind us get in front of us now. They fill up the whole studio. I don't know, probably like, you know, hundreds of people. I don't know how many. And then he escorts us off to this roped off area reserved for four people. My ex and I, Robin sat next, right, right next to her and her security guard. And the whole show, they're talking about their rings and just different stupid stuff. And I just have this, <laughs> I have this attitude like, but God convicted me in that moment. And he says, Rich, and there's a scripture that says, I delight in every detail of your life. I really thought, look, God doesn't care if we sit next to Robin. But God rebuked me and said, I care about every detail of your life. And I wanna tell you today that no matter if you're going through big things, little things, medium-sized things, God cares about every detail of your life. And that if you will allow the spirit of God to infiltrate your heart and allow that spirit to live inside of you, he will guide you and lead you even in silly little things.
are things that I think are silly. <laughs> he doesn't think they're silly. He delights in every detail of your life. And Paul's telling these people, you've got to stop relying on the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of others, the wisdom of yourself, and start relying on the God who raises the dead. There's another scripture that says that, by the way, in Corinthians. Rely on God. Allow the spirit of the living God to come and to flood your hearts, to fill you more and more. I love worship time. Because in worship, we're worshiping God, and as we do, the spirit of the living God starts to, starts to swirl around in our hearts again. Because sometimes it's very easy during the week, right, just to kind of get caught up in all the things of the world and all the worries that we have. And, and all of a sudden, we come to worship, and it's like, you can't worship God and worry about things at the same time. They don't go together. And all of a sudden, you start to lay down some of these burdens. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts to swirl again within our hearts. And we start to get, feel the Spirit speaking to us. And God speaks so many times during worship and during this encounter or during prayer time or during reading your Bible. And I want to just encourage you today to get in those times of worship. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill your hearts. Get in the times of reading your scripture and allow the Holy Spirit to fill your hearts. Get in the times of prayer in your prayer closet and allow the Holy Spirit to fill your hearts. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. In fact, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this building. You are welcome as a part of the Congregation of Believers Chapel. You are welcome to have your way through us and in us. God, we're even sorry for pushing you aside and saying we can figure it out only to bang our heads on the wall again and again. A lot of people call the Holy Spirit the forgotten God because a lot of times we forget about him. We get busy. But I'm bringing it to attention as we are ending this, no, sorry, we're not ending. We're in the middle of this four, uh, 21 day fast. We're talking about body, soul, and spirit. I wanna introduce the Holy Spirit that he not be forgotten, but that he lives inside of you, that he rises up within you like never before. That you learn to hear the voice of God through the Holy Spirit speaking to you. What would happen if we had more of the Holy Spirit in our lives? You know, because I believe we don't need less of Jesus. We don't need less of God. And we definitely don't need less of the Holy Spirit. We need more. We need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need more time with the Holy Spirit. We need more time searching the Holy Spirit and seeking him. We need more time of allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and to learn how to listen better. We need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives, not less. And so what would happen if we would allow the Holy Spirit to move on in us more? I believe that God would give us a fuller life, a happier life. We'd have better wisdom. We'd know the deep secrets of the kingdom and the deep secrets for our own life. We'd have more love. It would cause us to be better spouses. It would cause us to be better parents. And all the kids are like, yeah. And it would cause us to be better children. And all the parents say, yeah. <laughs> it causes us to have more peace. It causes us to be more useful. It causes us to be even just a better person. God wants to fill us. It causes us to make sure that we don't miss out on all the things that God has paid the price for us for. If God could have FOMO, he would be concerned that you miss out on all the things that he has for your life and traded it instead for your own plans that are far less 
and far in every way less, less beneficial, less purposeful. My prayers for us today is that we would put aside our own life, our own plans, and say, God, I welcome you, Holy Spirit. Have your way in me. Have your way through me. You know, we only get to live this life once. There's no redo. There's no starting over. And when we get to the end, we we can't rewind. We can't try over. And if we're gonna really not miss out, let's not miss out on what God has for us because those are the best plans for our lives. Those are the best things that we can accomplish. And at the end of the day, when we're all standing in heaven, we're not gonna say, oh, I can't believe I accomplished all this stuff on my own that I did, uh, that, I, that the Cowboys won or that the, uh, that was a dumb example, but you know what I said, like I achieved this great goal in my life or I did this or that, and I'm not belittling those, we should have those, but what we don't wanna miss out is what God has for us. God has great plans and great accomplishments for us to accomplish in him that have eternal significance. I was golfing one time with a good old pastor friend of mine, Steve Roberts, many of you know him, and Steve, man, he can hit, he's tall, and he can hit the ball a mile. Like, even, like, I'll have to use my driver, and I still can't hit as far as he can hit with, like, his five wood. Yeah, that's, that's what I say. And so... He, he gets up there one time, we're in the league together years ago, and he hits this ball, and I mean, he crushes it. I mean, it's gonna go like 350. And that's a, that's a long ways, by the way. 350 yards in, but it's going in the completely wrong direction, to the right. So it's really not good at all. So it's like, I mean, he crushed it, but it went way. And I remember, I'll never forget what he says. He's like, well, at least this doesn't have any eternal significance. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good thing. Let's not miss out on what matters. God has some things for our lives that have extreme eternal significance in our lives. Obviously making it to heaven, but also the deep secrets of God, the things that God wants to reveal to us by his spirit that we can't conceive on our own, that we can't hear on our own, that we can't even see. God has things that go beyond our imagination, beyond our sight and our hearing. So learn to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to reveal these things to us. Let him be a part of us. We are made up of the body, soul, and spirit. Let the spirit of the living God flood our hearts. Amen? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. God, we're so grateful for your Holy Spirit that you sent to us. Jesus, you said for us to wait on this Holy Spirit, to, to receive the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray for those in this place that may have never received the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would fill them full. For those that have received your Spirit, God, I pray that you uh, would, would stir it again in their hearts. Maybe if, if they've allowed you to be dormant in their lives, I pray that you would come alive again, that you start to spark uh, their hearing and their ability to know and to, to hear from you again. God, I pray for those in this place that may be struggling on their own and trying to make things happen. I pray, God, that they'd come to the end of themselves and say, God, I've tried to do things on my own, but today I give up. I say, God, have your way. Speak to me, God. Show me what you would say, what you would do. 
I trust you to do that. With everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed, if you're here in this place and maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, maybe this is the first time you've been here or maybe this is your hundredth, but either way, you don't, you're not right with God. Today, I wanna give you in this place and those watching online an opportunity to say, I want to get my life right with Jesus today. And so if you're far from him or not, not where you ought to be, and you say, that's me, I need to get things right with him, would you say a prayer with me? Just get things right with him. If that's you here in this place, would you, with everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed, if that's you, would you just lift your hand so I can know I need to get my life right with God today. Would you just lift your hand just so I could see it? I see your hands. Anybody else? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Come on, let's just say this prayer all together, okay? Say, Jesus, we love you. And we're thankful that you love us. You love us so much that you came and you died on the cross to take our place for all the things that we've done wrong. We receive your forgiveness today. We believe that you died on that cross and rose from the dead for us. Help us now to hear from you and to know you better and better for the rest of our lives. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give it up for Jesus today. Thank you. We're going to close just a little different today. I'm going to ask um, the prayer team to come. I'm going to say a prayer, and then the prayer team's going to come. And for those of you that have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or maybe you just feel empty or far from him, from the Holy Spirit, that is, and you uh, want us to pray for you, I'm telling you, miracles will happen. God will move in your life. God will flood your heart. The Holy Spirit will, will fill you, baptize you, we call it, again and again and again. And he wants to do that today here in this place. And so if you uh, want that, come, we'll pray for you. If you need prayer for other things, family situations, finance, whatever it is, even little things, please come. We'd love to pray for you. God, I thank you so much for moving in our lives. We thank you, God, for prodding at our hearts, for continually pulling us back to yourself. God, we have a tendency to wander as sheep. God, but you come and you prod us back and we're thankful, God, that you do. We're thankful that you love us, that you take care of us. And even today, you're gonna fill us again and again with your spirit, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. amen. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. If you need prayer, prayer team, come. Come, get prayer.